Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another wonderful opportunity to come together in your presence, Lord, and to come together in your Word to learn more about you, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, God, that you're blessing them, that you're showing them your best, God, that you have prepared for each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the protection and provision that you have given to us, Lord, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to walk with you, Lord, and to be your servants, God, to be your helpers and participate in your grand plan for the earth. God, we thank you for your faithfulness concerning all the promises that you've spoken to us, both in your written word and that you've spoken to us as we prayed, Lord, and as we go about our day. We thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion and study of the word. This morning is going to be a little different. We are Still, I'll say, continuing our study and discussion of the book of Acts, specifically. But in the previous episode, we talked about being called and being chosen and what the Lord is looking for. So we are going to, we feel led and are going to, as a result, continue in that discussion so we can all better understand what the Lord is looking for. And ultimately, that is a people who will say yes to the Lord, right? And we're going to expound upon who the Lord chooses and why he chooses those people, right? Because ultimately, there, there is also the question of why would he choose people that refuse or will not do his will? Mm-hmm. And that's all something we, we need to ask ourselves, right? I mean... Even in our natural life, why would we continue to ask or and or have the expectation that someone would carry out the task, the purpose that we gave them if they only demonstrated, continually demonstrated being in opposition? Mm-hmm. Right, this, this matters. And it goes along with what's said in Romans 8. Um, so if we could turn there real quick, I'll, I'll read that. It begins in verse... I'll begin in verse 27. Right Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So there's a lot in there. A lot about, uh, I'll say, predestined. And and to give a very Cliff Notes version of predestination, election, and all those um, terms, 
right? The Lord, in his grand master plan that he set in motion before the foundation of the earth was laid, he selected a destiny track for you, for every person that has ever and will ever come on this earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. In that, there are roles. There, there is a purpose for each and every person to fulfill. Now, guess what? The Lord, just as he said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So he knew each and every one of us. He knew you personally. Mm-hmm. And with that, as we just read, right, he searches the hearts and the minds. There's also the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit searches, but the Lord knows. And he knows who will choose him and who will reject him. Right, and God is one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Are, God is one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are one. So Amen. the Holy Spirit is searching the deep things of God, right, the Father God, yes. and each has a role, but they're not doing something different. They're not doing their own idea about anything. They are all Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Each is God equally and submitted to the divine order of the Godhead. So as the Holy Spirit is reviewing or, you know, already and already knows the plans that he has, right? Yes. (laughs) He's also, you know, assisting us in those things. Go ahead, sweetie. Exactly. So in the, the previous episode, we brought up the difference between Saul, as in King Saul, being called and given the opportunity. But it was clearly David that he chose. That God chose. That God chose, yes. Mm -hmm. Because God knew David's heart. Right. And that he would remain with him. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. We'll give you another example, a New Testament example. If you could, please turn to John, the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 13. And can I get a volunteer to read verses 18 through 20? I will. Please. Yes. Go ahead, promise. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats the he who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives receives him who sent me. Mm-hmm. Okay. We see a big difference there, right? Yes. The difference is is what? Well, with in the case of Jesus and I'd say like the, the Godhead, they already know who was who was selected, who was going to fulfill said role. Now, as you had mentioned that about um being called there's the opportunity to walk with them but god already knows what the ultimate choice is going to be so he selects one whose ultimate choice is going to be yes lord and will walk with him and follow okay but even with that you'd have to turn and uh, and we won't read it here just for time right but in luke 6 it says how jesus selected his disciples he went up to the mountain and spent the night in prayer and after that he selected 12, and then it lists them, right? Yes. Yes. It doesn't say how many were there. 
how many were already following him. It just says that he selected those 12. And here, that's what he says, right? I know whom I have chosen. That, that was the Father's choice revealed to him through Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yes. Okay. Because, And we know that because the Lord didn't do anything without first hearing from the Holy Spirit. He didn't say a word unless his Father said it. He didn't do anything unless his Father did it. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But then he says what? I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture might be fulfilled. And this is key because he has selected destiny tracks for each and every one. And in his grand or master plan, right? Yes. There are certain, I'll say, key points along the timeline. Probably the best way I can describe it. Yes, Mm -hmm. key events. Key, Mm -hmm. I mean, like these things have to happen at this time, right? Deadlines, if you will, according to the timetable that he has selected. Those things will come to pass at that time. He's going to ensure it. It's already been planned out. He called the end from the beginning. And every, I'll say, if you will, lack of a better way to phrase it, wicket along the way that needs, or every box that needs to be checked. Jot and tittle is the way the Lord is. <laughs> Amen. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that every jot and tittle, none will pass away. Right? Yes. So even in what was, what he, who he chose, in the events, whether it's for your life or in, and those events in his grand master plan, he's looking for, or it's, it's for what purpose? So that the scripture will be fulfilled. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation makes that very plain. And in that, he is looking for people that will remain with him that will abide in and with him, right? Because yes. we're reading from John 13. This is at the, the Last Supper. But then he continues, right? And they, they head to the garden. And we have here in John 14 and 15, he is still ministering to his disciples and telling them that, yes, he's the vine dresser and, and the whole point and purpose is to bear much fruit and that he called them and chose them, right? Yes. So that they would bear much fruit, but they can't do it apart from him. So even when he calls us, right, we can go back to Saul and David. Saul started out being led by the Spirit, even, even to the point of prophesying with the prophets that others were saying, is Saul one of the prophets? But yet Saul chose to not remain with the Lord, to not listen and be led by his Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was then taken from him and his kingdom was given to another, to David, a man after God's own heart, who would do his will above his own, right? Not that yes. he was perfect, but that was his intent and his purpose. Yes? And the yes. Lord was used, or say was used, the Lord worked mightily through David. All the times where David remained close. Yes? Yes. And even in the prophetic Yes, uh, David wrote much about the Messiah coming. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Throughout, um, I mean, that's throughout Kings and the Chronicles and the Psalms. And I mean, there there is much to say about David and how he was, mm-hmm. right? And we can even compare and contrast that, for lack of a better way to phrase it, with even Samson. 
there was a calling and a destiny track for and purpose for his life. It was said right at the beginning to his parents, he is going to be a deliverer of Israel. And we saw there were times where the Lord moved mightily in his life. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he, he was used and conducted these great feats of strength and miracles and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And ultimately, yes, he, is, he, he did bring about the deliverance of Israel. Mm-hmm. The destiny track that the Lord had for him came to pass. But how much greater could his life have been if he remained with the Lord instead of allowing so much sin and wickedness to enter in? How, not just his life, but those of the nation of Israel. Yes, ultimately, he's listed in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11 as a hero of faith. There were pockets, there were moments of faith where you really saw that in play. Him exercise it and be in operation. But there is a difference, and we must understand that. The Lord is looking for people that will say yes to him, to his will, to the purpose he has given them to fulfill the scriptures. But he is looking for for them to remain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mentioned about God's divine timeline and how it he has fixed events that no one can stop. That's why the scripture says there's no counsel against the Lord and that um, his word does not return to him void. But then there's also um, destiny that is, I'll say permissive in the way of God Amen. will say, here, I have a chance for you. I've made a place for you that you can um, serve me or serve the Lord rather, and that you can um, be a part of the plan that's happening. And that is based on our willingness. You know, the Lord, when he, he has things that he says, um, you know, the, the, the Lord in his ministry said that nothing would hit, the the word wouldn't fail to come to pass basically all the word of god would be completed and fulfilled and how could he do that except that the lord knows um he knows us he said that he knows he declared the end from the beginning so he knows every every little thing that's ever going to happen and um he also said that there's nothing secret or hidden from him so even even as we look at the lord and you know he chose you know, for example, Mary to be the mother of Jesus because he knew she would say yes. Amen. It wouldn't be a question. She wasn't going to fall away and quit in the journey and, and you know, give away her son or um, say, psych, never mind, you, you know, Lord, you, you're not going to be able to use me for this. He chose somebody who was faithful, who he deemed faithful. faithful. And when we think about that, you know, we forget sometimes that our God is higher than we are. And it's his thoughts that we should adapt to understanding, not trying to make him adapt and, and act like we think he should act. He doesn't do that. Um, I just, I wanted you to read Matthew. Who's got Matthew 22? The Charles. Will you read that? Um, you know, the Lord, as you mentioned, gives everyone a chance and he does not withhold the opportunity to choose from us. He gives us a chance and he knows what decision we're going to make, which is why if we are unfaithful and the Lord knows us to be unfaithful, he doesn't vest, you know, uh, specific things in us in that time that are pivotal for the plan of salvation. But he does give us an opportunity for reconciliation and to join in with the Lord wherever we might be. Um, case in point would be Rahab. 
Amen. The harlot, you know, she lived a life of harlotry, but when she got herself together, the Lord still made room for her to partake in something that he had set aside from her. I believe that was her place all the way from the beginning. But when she refused it, she was going to miss it. But once she aligned herself with the destiny that God had for her, she was able to enter in. And that, right. that destiny being, she's part of the lineage of Christ. Right. Even though she lived her life as a harlot for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when the opportunity came, she chose to help the plan of God and to be a part of it and to choose God to be her God. And the Lord honored her. Uh, go ahead and read that for me. Well, what was it supposed to read to? Um, just read the, the um, parable of the wedding. Yes, Molly. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who has arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both good and bad, both bad and good, sorry. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Okay, thank you. In that parable, it is talking about salvation, but it's also talking about being a, being a part of the plan of God. Mm-hmm. You see the initial people that were invited, the party was planned for them. And the Lord had said, okay, I, I want to do this for you. But they rejected and refused his invitation. But really, the Lord wanted to invite everybody, right? Yes. Yes. So in some ways, people will disqualify themselves from what God has called them to. But when we take advantage of the opportunity that the Lord sets before us to walk in his destiny plan, we can be a part of him. And, you know, this this parable does come with caution to come circumspectly, to be aware of who our God is and to approach him, approach him wisely. The Lord gives everyone a chance, even with the the account of Judas. Judas did not have to betray God. You know, sometimes we think, well, it's predestined, so I don't have a choice. And that's absolutely not true. God still honors and he does not violate his decision to grant a free will to humanity, to mankind. So he cannot force us to do things that's outside of his nature because he already said that he wouldn't. But what he does is give us a chance, gives us the opportunity to choose and provides every chance for us to make the right decision. And ultimately, whatever we decide, the Lord respects that, right? The man decided not to come properly to the wedding. And he said, okay, well, here's the outcome of that. You know, the similar to the first people that he invited, you're, you're not going to be able to partake of it. And it's going to, there's a consequence with it. 
But Judas didn't have to betray Jesus. And that just reminds me that it is up to us for the things that are permissive, like according to what we desire to be faithful to the Lord. Amen. You know, as you were, you were speaking, I was reminded of uh, 2 Timothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 2, verse, well, uh, I'll begin in verse 19. Mm-hmm. All right, but it says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows who are his. Mm-hmm. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Mm-hmm. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Which is, as you were were speaking, uh, I was reminded of that. It just confirms what you were saying of, he gives everyone a choice. Each person has an opportunity. What matters is what will we do with the opportunity he's given us. Amen. And, you know, like I said, some things are appointed um, in the way like the like Mary. Mm-hmm. My faithfulness couldn't have replaced her as being the mother of Jesus. You know, no. no matter how much I may have wanted that or prepared myself, that was something that the Lord said she would be the one to walk mm-hmm. in it because he knew what he put on the inside of her and that she would cooperate with him. But I can... Um, allow myself to be used for whatever purpose and work that the Lord has available. Um, For example, again, you know, um, Israel is who Israel is, right? We saw Isaac and... Mm -hmm. um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right, but Isaac and Ishmael. Yes. Abraham tried to find a substitute for Ishmael and said, well, Lord, just clean this one up and let that be enough. And the Lord said, no, I had already chosen Isaac because I know what's in him. Mm -hmm. I know what his choices will be and I know what I'm looking for. Exactly. Right, But that didn't mean Ishmael was a discard. It didn't mean that Ishmael couldn't still be blessed by God and used by God according, you know, or, or any of the other sons that Abraham had. Exactly. But exactly. each of them chose through, ultimately it was a choice. It doesn't matter the influence or, or, or whatnot, because it says very plainly about Abraham that he would teach his children, plural, about mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. So they all had the choice and the opportunity to receive the instruction, wisdom, guidance, knowledge, blessing of coming into relationship with the Lord or to pursue and insist in their, their own ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, reflecting back to Matthew 22, that parable, we're not to covet someone else's place in their role, but we're to be wherever God gives us the opportunity to walk with him mm-hmm. and to appreciate that and to make ourselves uh, a vessel prepared for that. And, and, and to build on, on both those points, what we were just talking about and what you just brought up, there was a time where um, Ishmael's mother was cast out with the boy mm-hmm. and with Ishmael and was told and was met by an angel of the Lord and said, hey, no, go back. Oh, that's when she was first pregnant. Well, well, first, yes. Yeah, she but had given birth. Said, well, she was told, go back and remain there. Mm-hmm. And that could happen. And she did. She she heeded that instruction, but clearly there was a, a despising of the blessing that came with being attached to the Lord's servant. Right. By both her and ultimately by Ishmael. 
Right. And when they could have just said thank you and and walked in the place that the Lord had prepared um, for them, prepared for them. So, you know, like I, I, I want you to be encouraged and to have a, a loving mind towards your God. There Amen. are still plenty of good works to be done yet in the earth. We know this because the trumpet has not sounded. The and, Messiah has not returned yet. And he also said greater works than these. What he amen did on this earth, amen. you will you will do. Amen. So the Lord is looking for people at this in this season, at this time, who will do his will exclusively above his own. I know that requires a lot. Many people will say, whew, that's too much to ask. I can't do that. When the Lord said they will eat his flesh and drink his blood, many walked away because they were offended. They said he asked for too much. And he's talking about stuff that I can't comprehend. But there were some that remained and the Lord asked his disciples, are you going to leave also? And they said, mm. no, you have the, the words and the way of life. We're not going anywhere. Where would we go? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. for us, as the Lord is calling us to come up to this place, to remember him, to refresh and renew our commitment to him, but to, to press in and persevere Amen. in a way that we have not yet done before, where we are purely and solely doing the will of our heavenly father, just like our Lord and savior did here in the earth, realize that if all you get is a well done, you've been paid enough, but the Lord still wants to bless us and honor us with, um, repaying our love towards him. And, you know, something that the Lord said to me when he spoke that word was that those people that will do his will above their own to the exclusion of their own will, there's a special reward for them in heaven because that's not easily done. No, and actually find that that's very rare. Look through all the law and the prophets and even in the New Testament. There are very few that you find that are actually just will put the Lord's will above their own. Mm -hmm. But it is those that even the Lord glorified here on the earth. Amen. That like Moses are held in as people of high esteem and mm-hmm. renown and mm-hmm. right or in in Hebrews 11 it talks about you know the great faith chapter the heroes of the faith mm-hmm. right there are many that are listed there throughout the entirety of scripture right yes. there's the apostles and in revelation it even talks about the reward that is even given to the apostles the the pillars on on the the Lord's house mm-hmm. have their names on there amen right i mean but these are people that, again, as you pointed out, honey, chose to put the Lord's will above their own. That's what the Lord is looking for. People that will say yes to him, and that's how you how we say yes. That is how, and you can call it an extreme level, right? Yes. But that's how we demonstrate our obedience to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And And for those that are already doing it, don't grow weary in doing good, Amen. right? Don't, uh, I'll say, well, I don't want to say don't be like Elijah, right? Because many want to be like Elijah or the Apostle Paul, right? But even Elijah said, hey, I'm the only one. You're not, right? The Lord said, I have 7,000 others that haven't bowed a knee, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so so don't grow weary in doing good Mm -hmm. and don't compare yourselves to others amen god asked you to do what he asked you to do in Mm -hmm. the race and purpose he provided to you Mm -hmm. and if the lord could make room for rahab he can make room for us (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly amen amen Amen. all right well we're going to stop there for today and with that can i get a volunteer to close out in prayer please i will all right promise
Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for allowing us to be a part of your plan, Lord. Just giving us the opportunity to join inside a fellowship with you, Lord, and that we're not cast out immediately, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.